I'm Holly. I'm a business strategist who loves a good plan and flowchart and is crazy passionate about teaching women like you how to build your dream job and scale to six figures and beyond without sacrificing your weekends and priorities. I believe strongly to my core that you can create a routine you love with the right strategy, product suite, aka what you are actually selling, and simple systems to create a lifestyle that works and a business that scales without burnout. Because here's the thing, it's not just about managing your time. It's about embracing that time freedom and really working on unlocking that freedom together so that you can do more of what you love. After 22 years in corporate strategy, working for Fortune 500 companies, I ditched the office to build a now seven-figure business with my husband full-time. And P.S., we did it in less than two years during the pandemic with twins. Oh my goodness. My goal here is to provide you with unfiltered insights into behind the scenes of entrepreneurship. What works, what doesn't practical tips you can implement right now, as in right after listening. I want you to consider this podcast, your online business MBA, delivered directly to your inbox, intertwined with the realities of being a working mom, exploring life, and the invaluable lessons learned along the way. Think of the Crush the Rush podcast as your weekly one-stop shop for actionable business planning, guiding you on the next steps and explaining the why, the really important things behind each move. We'll keep you motivated and uplifted as you learn from some of the industry's best experts. So grab your sparkly beverage, I'm sipping on a chai tea, and get ready to learn to do less better. Let's scale your dream business and finally have the freedom to focus more on what you love. This is the Crush the Rush podcast. I am super excited to announce that the next cohort of the Collective Mastermind is officially kicking off. And the best part is, is we gave it a makeover. So the new nine-month mastermind is nothing like you have ever experienced before. Because as we say, a life priorities-focused business is the fastest way to multi-six figures. And I'm going to teach you exactly how. So if you aren't familiar with our mastermind, we combine strategy and mindset and then layer on our sought-after community and toolkit. But let's just get real for a second. So in today's business and economy, you have to continue to grow and pivot or you're going to be left behind, period. What makes this different? I have only run my business in a pandemic, a recession, or whatever you want to call our current state. We now have a full team and I have retired myself and my husband in less than three years. And in the last 15 months, we have crossed the half a million mark in revenue. And I did most of this while working full time. I'm not saying this just to throw out numbers. I am saying this to show you that it is possible. This mastermind is not cookie cutter. It is not one size fits all. I actually adapt to you and your goals and provide you with the structure and accountability to scale. And my ultimate goal, again, let's just be real, is for you to make your investment back and more. Unlike other masterminds, if you happen to have mastermind trauma, you actually get access to me directly. As in, I am right here building it with you. You get the power of the group, but the benefit of the one-on-one. So this is a perfect fit for you if you have started a business and are ready to scale to multi-six-figure and seven figures. You are ready to buy back your time and energy. You want to expand your team in a way that makes sense for you and saves time. 
you are ready to have consistent 10K, 20K, 30K months and beyond, and you are really ready to step into that true CEO role. It is time to pivot. It is time to be a part of a community to support you with the expansion, alignment, and profit that you want to make in your business. So I'm going to make this super, super, super easy because my goal is to help you do less better and make more money. Who doesn't want that? Just DM me mastermind and I'll share you the next steps and how to apply. You can also grab the link in the show notes or go to hollymurrayhaines.com forward slash crush the rush collective. And yes, in case you were curious, all of our famous retreats are included and they also got a makeover too. So just DM me mastermind and I will share the next steps with you or you can go to hollymurrayhaines.com forward slash Crush the Rush Collective. On this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast, we are chatting with Finka Yurkovic, who is telling us her journey from secure employment to the uncertainty of entrepreneurship. And the best part about this episode is I think you're going to relate to the fear of taking the leap into something unknown so, so much. And what Finca does is makes it one, so relatable, but actually gives you a toolkit to make the leap feel safe. And so for over two decades, Finca, who is the founder of Sell From Love Framework, worked with Fortune 500 companies and thousands of small business leaders and entrepreneurs and sales professionals. And she knows firsthand why sales and even entrepreneurship sometimes has a bad stigma can make you feel so nervous about your work and the step that you are about to take. So inside this episode, we talk about how she mentally took the leap from a safe six-figure corporate career to the uncertainty of entrepreneurship, and then talk about her Sell the Love framework, which talks about how to be successful in sales and business, even if you're an introvert and a little bit nervous to sell what you are excited about and why aligning what you love to do is the most valuable thing you can do for your clients and yourself and to grow your business. This is one episode you don't want to miss. Hi, Finka. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing great, Holly. I'm so excited to be here with you. I know. I'm so excited too. We have had this interview on the books for a really long time. And I think the your story and your background is going to resonate with our audience so much because I was saying before we started, I think it's so interesting to hear other women's journeys of how they got to where they are and why it was so important that they sort of took that leap. And so I would love for you to just jump in and tell us a little bit about, so we want to really focus on your jump from corporate to where you are now and why you decided to make that leap. Let me start with where I am now and then we'll go backwards. Yeah. Sound okay. good? So I'm an author, I'm a podcaster, and I'm a business and sales coach. And I'm also a, I have a little, I can say micro farm. So we also like have bees and horses and we grow lavender oh, so and a greenhouse. And so we've got this lifestyle that we've always, not that I say we always dreamed that this is what we would have, but we knew we wanted to be closer to nature. So now mm-hmm. I'll kind of rewind back. So my corporate career, I'm 20 plus years in financial services. So most of my career I spent in banking and I was kind of one of those that I would say thought a little bit differently, felt a little bit like a square peg in a round hole every day that I went into work at times struggled to find my way 
but then was really successful because I loved the structure. I did thrive on climbing the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. So it ticked a lot of boxes. And then most of my career I was in sales. And so as a result of being in sales, there's this natural sense of, you know, just always striving and growing and, and moving and, and, and sort of that, that competition part of me. And so it was a really great environment for me for a period of time. And it was, I'm going to say it was probably in the early 2011 and 12, I was really in the stage of like, I know there's more for me in my career. I know that I can make a difference in a more meaningful way. I did a lot of the roles and I had a couple of those moments where you fall. I don't know if you've heard her this saying the dark night of soul comes to visit mm-hmm. and you hit rock bottom. So I had a couple of those already happen by then. And I was entering another one. I'm like, okay, like I can't do it this way anymore. I've got to change and figure out what I want to do. And at that point I had done so many various roles that I'm like, I really love, I was a a leader. uh, So I had a sales team that I led and I'm like, I really love the people aspect. I love Mm -hmm. the coaching, the development. I was a learner. Like I I, I love to learn and read. And so I like, let me, let me sub subset myself into this category. And so then I decided to become a certified coach and I started my part-time business. So I started coaching on the side and and that was in 2013 and I was working full-time, but I really wanted to do this as part of my day job. Mm -hmm. And I actually, there was a performance coaching role that opened up, but then at that time, the bank was going through some reorganization. And so they cut that job. And so that job was no longer available. So the closest thing that I can get to at the bank was moving into an HR role. So I moved in, moved into an HR business partner role. And as I was in this role, I was still like, oh, I got it. I want to, I want to do more. I want to start my business. I want to call, quit the corporate thing. And you start, you know, hearing about it and you see people do it. And it's like, I really want to, but we had a mortgage and we lived in Toronto and cost of living is a lot higher. And my husband had his own business. He's an electrician by trade. And I had this really good job at the bank. And so that lifestyle needed to support the paycheck, needed to support the yeah. lifestyle. And I didn't build the business yet to a point where I felt comfortable. And then lo and behold, in 2015, we started making some big decisions. And, you know, my husband at that point, we were married. Oh, we got married in 01. So we're married about 14 years. And you know, the conversations you should have before you get married, like what do right. we want in our life? What but do you we never value? do? <laughs> right. And so we're like, let's, let's, we started talking about it like 14 years in. And we started saying, let's, let's, we wanted to be closer to nature. We wanted. And so in 2015, we bought an 85 acre property, three hours North of Toronto. And, and that was the point where he sold his business. And so we moved up here and now I was the sole income earner. And this was like that moment of, okay, I can work on my business, not have the big mortgage and the debt and the responsibility, and we can do this thing. And so I still held on to the corporate job because I don't know, there was just this part of me. I didn't, and I, and I wrote this book called sell from love and there's, we either work and live from a place of love or we work and live in a place of fear. Mm -hmm. I knew for me, if I had left the safety and security of the corporate job, I would be in such a fear-based mindset that I would not be able to give the business I wanted to build a fair shot because scarcity and wanting and needing to get that client and, and that, that, that energy that comes with that, that grasping and that pushing would not be very good. Mm -hmm. 
And so I, it was a really nice gradual transition. And there were moments where my husband and I would sit and talk about leaving and he, he was always resistant for me to leave too. And then it was this one day I was in the kitchen and I was washing the dishes and we don't have a dishwasher on purpose. I love washing the dishes. It's like this meditative <laughs> space that I get to go on. And so I'm washing the dishes and this, this, this wisdom just hit me inside and said, it's time. And that was that. And so yeah. I went to him and I said, it's time. And he said, okay. And I think he also felt that energy, the congruency, like it wasn't anymore. Are you sure? Are you this? It was like, all right, it was time. I love this. I mean, I kind of want to dig into the 85 acre farm in lavender fields, or it just sounds magical. But my, one of the questions that I had, as you were telling that story is one of the things that I teach is you have to sort of like build your environment as if it's already happened. And so do you think moving to the farm and like being surrounded by the things that you wanted sort of your life to merge into is what helped you take that leap? Absolutely. And the other part of it was I didn't even, we didn't, so when we bought the farm, there was nothing here, but 10 acres of like green space and 75 acres of trees. And and this will relate to business in a second. And so all we really wanted was trails to do some mountain biking and ATV trails, like ATV ride. Like that, that was why we bought this place. We wanted space to go and do some ATV and we buy the place. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, we want a garden. Oh, we want chickens. Oh, we want to grow some lavender. Let's do some beekeeping. Oh, let's get some horses. And, and like, we don't do, we actually last weekend we went ATV trail riding, but it, we don't do much of that, the yeah. intention. And so what I think of it as we come and even in business, we have a certain idea of what we can create, but it is so small. Like mm -hmm. it is so limited to what is possible. And this, this farm thing that we did was like, we came here to do a mountain biking and just live closer to nature, have a smaller mortgage, you know, send our daughter to a better school and have her live a little bit more grounded lifestyle. But yeah, like it just blossomed into something that we didn't expect. And I think the same thing happens for our business. Mm -hmm. So on the business front, I, I always had this sort of, okay, I'm going to do this. And, and anytime I pre-planned way too much, I, it almost be, I constricted the potential of my business, right? It, it's like Christmas, you know, you get these gifts under your tree. Remember, I don't know if you, did you celebrate Christmas have gifts? Christmas? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so as a kid, I remember wanting to peek and see what was inside and there was an element of surprise that when you didn't know what was inside that you opened on that day. And I think that that's what we have to be always open to. It's scary because yeah. we don't know, but the possibility of the business growing into something that you can't, couldn't even imagine is what's possible. Yeah. I love that. I feel so inspired already. And we haven't even like dug into the episode yet. So the topic we wanted to talk about today is really around confidence, but also how to truly align what you're doing with what you love to do, right? So you sort of made this pivot and you had these signs and I had a very similar experience where I was doing the thing in corporate, but I was like, I can't do this for another 20 years. Like it's just not going to work. So how do you sort of pivot to say, I mean, you always hear like, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life, but how do you actually do that? Like, are there signs that you should watch or how do you figure out what that thing is? So the first thing that I learned, and this was one of those first dark night of soul moments was in 0405. I didn't love my corporate job and I decided to go like literally quit slash go part-time. So I had a really 
high profile position and decided to do that. And then I became a nutritionist, a yoga teacher, a spinning instructor, and a personal trainer. So that was like the thing I wanted to do. And the problem what happened was that I took, I was running from something and I was trying to find it in this thing that I loved, the passion I had for health and wellness and Mm -hmm. well-being. And what what inevitably happened is wherever you go, there's that John Kabat-Zinn has, there you are. Like that's the book title. So the problems that I was experiencing in my day job of overwhelming myself, taking on too much, I, w- I actually s- took it and I just transferred it over to the personal training and health and wellness business that I was building. And I burnt myself out. And the thing that I loved turned into something I didn't want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I, I then went, so that, that is a thing that we have to be mindful of that we're not running away from something that what you are creating is that you're running some towards something. So the second time around, so almost 10 years after that round, which is the coaching business, instead of running away from my corporate job, I wanted to create something that I can move towards. Mm -hmm. So while I was still in my corporate job, I actually started building the business. Mm -hmm. So I was building it part-time on the outside, but I was also building it on the inside. And what I mean by that is I had maneuvered myself in a job called HR I knew I wanted to be in people development. It was the closest thing that I can get to, to that job. And then what I did was I started to think of ways that I could help them, that I could start using the skills that I wanted to practice. Mm -hmm. So when I go out officially on my own, I'd have some of these skills. So I knew I wanted to coach. I wanted to teach and facilitate and do workshops. And so, and I had a passion for confidence, leadership, selling, personal branding. Like that was an area that I really wanted to focus in on. So it was the fall of 2013. Yep. Fall of 2013. I went to my executives and I said, again, not part of my job description. So if you're in corporate, you have to look at almost having like a project off the side of your desk. I called it a passion project, right? But something that when you look at your skill set, what you get excited about doing, what you're passionate about doing, How could you bring that into the job that you're already doing so you can start honing in on those skills? But the key here was it's not just because you love it. The people that you're working with have to love it too. And how they love it is they have a particular problem that they want solving and you have a solution that brings a skill set to play. And so for me in that particular case, I was supporting two executives in commercial banking. We didn't have a ton of presence of women as you moved up the corporate ladder in that segment of the bank, like it was commercial banking. So it was like mm-hmm. a lot of entry levels, but as they moved up the corporate ladder, they weren't as visible. And so I proposed to them, Hey, I'd love to do this workshop on personal branding and confidence to help women find their voice, find the words that they can use to describe themselves. How do they find their edge? And with that, I believe that they will climb that corporate ladder with that internal confidence that they have access to. And it was like literally the big, and, and so then how I positioned it was you have a problem with diversity and equity. You need to have more women up in that, that, that leadership level. And this is a way that we could solve it. And within like 12 minutes, they both looked at each other and said, yes, let's do this. And what they also said was, we don't want to do this only for our women. We want this to do for everyone. And so I'd never facilitated a workshop in my life. And they said that that was 350 employees. 13 workshops. So I kicked off the first one in March of 2014. I first, they said, let's do the executive team first. Let's make sure that they give us the thumbs up, that they want this delivered to their teams. 
I did the first one in March. And then by June, July, I had done the rest of the 13. And again, that was the first workshop I had ever done. I knew I wanted to do it, yeah, but you know, stumbled. And it was interesting because the person, the executive team, the leadership, then I would go into each of their smaller teams over the, the course of those three or four months afterwards. And the one of the ones that when I was at the end in June and I was presenting at the last one, she goes, she came up to me. She goes, the first one you did with us, like as a leadership team was good, but this one was so much better. I'm like, yeah, that's I had so th- awesome. I had yeah. 13 times I could practice this thing. And so that's another thing to learn. Like sometimes we don't yet, like I knew I wanted to hone in on these skills. I knew I had them in me, but I didn't yet know how to do them. And the workplace and my corporate job gave me the perfect place to practice. Now, the only reason they cared about it was because it was solving a particular problem they were having. So that's a super important thing to be mindful of that one, it's about you, what you get excited about your passions, but also take a look at what your skill set is and then look at the environment you're working in and how could Mm -hmm. you help them do that. Now, this was a a project off the side of my desk. What I will say was like, I gave hundred percent of my job and this was the extra 20%. Mm -hmm. This 20% fueled hundred percent. So if you're like, I don't, I don't love the job. I don't want to go like, yeah, but if you get this passion project going, it'll give you that 20% of doing this project. It'll give you the hundred percent that you need to show up in your day job. And then it became this thing that instead of, I started loving my job because I was doing Mm -hmm. something that I loved. And so instead of running away from this job, I knew I was creating something that I was loving so much, teaching, coaching, facilitating, and helping people then it was like, okay, I want to make more of this. How do I do the more of this with other people? And with most of my time, not only 20% of my time. Yeah. I love this so much. This is very similar to what I did as well. And I feel like one, it's super smart because you're leveraging what you already have to find something that you like to do. So it just makes your day more enjoyable, but two, it takes the, at least for us, it took the pressure off of like, oh, I have to build this business. I have to make this amount of money. I have to sell this amount of things. Like for us, I was the benefits holder and all the things. And so it's like, for me to transition out of a 20 year corporate career, it was like not a small jump. So it made it for us just way less stressful knowing that we were just slowly like adding on over time. And so I think anyone listening, like you can literally take what you did and apply it like tomorrow to your day job. Like think of like what project is around you that you can dig into I think the other thing that I did, and it sounds like you did this too, is I started looking for training that I could take that my company would pay for that would help support what I wanted to do longer term, like project management and strategy. And how could I like dig into like what I like to teach? It makes you a better business, you know, person in this scenario, but also a better coach as well. Absolutely. Like our workplaces, especially those corporate workplaces, they have the, the resources, the structure, like They have every department. So when you go out on your own, you got to be every department. You got to be HR. You got to be sales. You got to be marketing. You got to be accounts payable, accounts receivables. You got to be like all of that. You have to wear this hat, especially until you start getting the resources to, you know, outsource some of those roles. But in the corporate workplace, like I, the bank for me was great because I went into sales. I went into leadership. I went into Mm -hmm. HR, learning development strategy. So there was like all this, the skill set that I could practice and learn. And then, you know, and I think, you know, spending time in corporate is important because you can get that exposure quite easily. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost look at it like go, go 10 years, like that eight to 10 years. And then after that, you've got a good foundation. And so if you want to make the leap and start your own business, 
and you've kind of floated around and got this foundation, you know what it takes to run it all of a sudden, like such a different mentality that you bring into your business. I will say, I I don't know if, I don't know if this happened to you, Holly, but this happened to me. So when I started the business, I also got amnesia, meaning, so I spent (laughs) 20 years in financial services. And as I just said, doing all these different roles and something happened when I started my business, it was like, I forgot everything. Yeah. Because I was right. Same for you. Yeah. And it's so funny because I mean, I have a master's in international business and strategy. Like I know like the business (laughs) acumen, which most entrepreneurs do not. And I feel like I, at the beginning, I just forgot it all. And I was like, wait, like this applies. Like I can apply the framework that I've been teaching all of these people all these years. You think it has to be different, but it really doesn't. I feel like that's a really good takeaway. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to remember that as you are contemplating the leap, as you are preparing for your jump or your move to remember, don't forget what you're bringing to the table already. You already have 10 years, five years, education, 20, whatever that experience and expertise you bring to the table. What I believe happens is that when we start something new, our brain, like it's just, oh, that's new. And we forget everything we've known. Like it's just mm-hmm. because it's a new environment. And so that transferable skill set that you bring, again, I, if I had remembered sooner, I probably would have saved myself a whole lot more pain. <laughs> a yeah, whole lot more I pain. I agree. So I want to transition a little bit because one of the things that you have built sort of over your transition from corporate to now your business is the sell the love framework, which sort of embraces selling what you love and like what you love doing. Can you walk us through what that is and just give us a little peek into it? Yeah, absolutely. So the framework it's called sell from love and it's built on three pillars. So the first is loving yourself. The second is loving your client. And the third is loving your offer. And I want you to think about it in in, in almost like a picture, a house. So the foundation of the house is loving yourself. And what that means is, is really loving who you are. And so sometimes we feel like we need to know it all or be it all and have those certain strengths that we can cover all the bases, but really honing in on who are you? What are you good at? Are you an ideas person? Are you a strategy person? Are you a project manager? Do you love details? Are you big picture? Are you a bit of both? Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? How do you connect with other people? Those parts of your personality, the parts of how you communicate and connect with other people, those are key and fundamental. The other part of loving yourself as this foundation is really taking care of yourself. So the vessel you carry yourself in, meaning your mind, your body, your spirit, your emotional health and well-being, you got to take care of yourself. And so, and that that self-care, self-love, health and well-being, however you pocket it, it will grow and evolve as you grow. So as your business requires more of you, what I have learned is I need more time for self-care, self-contemplation, rumination, like I need more away time from my business if my business requires more for me. So also knowing that that is growing and evolving. And the other piece of it is, is that we need to continue getting outside our comfort zone. And so, I, and I know, you know, we talk a lot about comfort zone, but I love this space that where, again, foundational pillar to loving yourself, there's the comfort zone. And then there's the beyond comfort zone. So the comfort zone is staying in corporate beyond comfort zone is take is making quitting and going, going for it. The beyond for me is always, it's very scary for most of us because our brain and our nervous system is going to react. And that's where the 
fear-based selling or the fear-based energy starts coming from. And so where I love to point people to is in this middle space called the edge. And in Sell From Love, we call it making an edge move. And so what we do, you, you might map out comfort zone activity, stay in corporate. Beyond comfort zone is, all right, quit and take the leap now. Edge move would be what we did. Have a side hustle or a project that you can do off the side of your desk in your corporate job. Okay, that'll be the edge move. And eventually the edge move becomes your comfort zone. And then that leap to corporate doesn't seem so big because that actually, I mean, out of corporate, that might actually Mm -hmm. move to the edge. So this is a gradual process of how do we, I like to call it prime ourselves for the future self we see ourselves being. And so there's these things that we can do. And so that's the fundamental of loving ourselves, you know, be who you are authentically, you take care of your beautiful self and always nudge yourself to get outside your comfort zone and produce edge moves whether it's every day, every month, but always like we can get so complacent so easy because it feels good and success breeds it. Success breeds comfort. So the more successful you are, the more comfort zone you will move to because we don't want to lose what we've just created. Yeah. I love the concept of an edge move. I, I haven't heard it explained that way. And I think it it makes it almost feel safe, even though the word is called an edge move. So that's like a super, I love it. Like what can you do today to just like not jump off the cliff, but like really just figure out like how to get closer to the edge or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so often we go from here, a to B where we want to go, but what if it's like an A plus, (laughs) what's the A plus like what's, and that's the age move. It's just that little bit. And you're right. Like it makes it safe you, like you as the person thinking about moving it, it's like, Oh, that feels great. I want to just quit and go, but your brain and your nervous system will freak out as soon as you do that. So the physiological version of you won't be able to handle it. Also the past emotional self will have a hard time with it because, and so those are the things that we're, we're, we're helping catch up to who you see yourself being that person with a successful business at the end, you know, with, you know, on your own, fully independent, financially sustainable, all those wonderful things that you see yourself. Yeah. I love that. And I would say, even going back to the beginning, your edge mood was probably purchasing the farm, right? Like you weren't like trading your whole life at the same Mm -hmm. time. And it was like, Oh, we're just going to take this one step. And then it turned into this like big thing, which you couldn't do all at once at the beginning. No, absolutely. I love this. Then um, the second, one, oh, go ahead. Oh, God. Now do you want me to go to the second level and love your, love yeah, your yeah. client? Okay. So now we're on the second. So now that's the foundation. So a good house is built on concrete that those are the three things that you have to have. So now the middle section is where you've got this front door and we're going to open the front door and that's where our clients walk in and they walk in through four different ways. I always look where we're, we're facilitating four various transformations for our clients the one that they really, really want the transformation that they're looking for is they want a problem to be solved. That's the urgent Mm one. Okay. And so picture that like one window in the front of it. That's one lens that they can get to come into. That's usually the foyer. They walk in and they're like, I got a problem. Can you solve it? And they, they walk in the door to to your business and they're laying the foyer. And then you're like, okay, great. We've solved that problem. Or they're like, no, I, I, I need more from you. And they're like, then the next transformation they're looking for is a goal. They, need, they have a goal they want to achieve. And so that's when they walk into the den and you're talking about their goals and, and, and really like, you know, s- scoping that out. And as you then look is the next one is they're looking for their values. How could you help them meet their values? Whether it's, they want to have more freedom, have more time 
What are they valuing? Make more money. What are the things that they're valuing? And again, that that goes deeper in. And then finally, they're at the kitchen table with you and they're talking about their dreams. And that's the fourth transformation we're facilitating. That one's the hardest to get to because it's the furthest away from what their current reality is. But as for us, I always look at us, if we're looking to sell from a place of love and not fear, we are helping our clients navigate from their problems to their goals, to what they really value, to the dreams and helping solve all of those at various points and times, but being always mindful of, all right, yeah, you got this urgent problem, but okay, let's talk about what's the biggest dream and possibility so that they don't fall short on their life. And so that's the the second pillar is that piece. And then the third is now we're going to go to the roof of our house. And this is loving your offer. And so loving your offer is really about, so I know, so as I say, sometimes at the bank, I didn't always love what I was selling. So we'll also address that. We'll also address that. Like I've got this thing to sell. I don't love it. How do I love it? Loving your offer is really about really seeing that this body of work, whatever you are selling is part of how you actualize on your purpose. So for me, my purpose is how do I shift from transactional to transformational in business and in life? Mm -hmm. And so I do that through my courses. I do that through my coaching. I do that through my books that I author. And so those are the vehicles that I use. So it's important for us to have a really clear purpose as to why we're building this business and what's, how is it going to affect, but that offers part of your purpose. Now, when I was also in the banking world, I look back and I'm like, I was always about going from transactional transformational. I wasn't about widgets and taking off boxes and making sure that we had enough sales because we had to meet a quota. I always wanted to do what was right for the client and that we were shifting them to something better and more. And as a result, you know, even in the corporate job, I was doing it. So being mindful of that and also looking at when you're doing that, that who is helping you build your business are the clients that you've served. And so almost picture a shit chimney stack with smoke coming out of it. And that smoke chimney stack is what is attracting more clients to you and bringing them forth. And like with any, any house, I'm going to just one more thing on this. There is a garden that we usually grow on the outside. There's a, you know, a flower garden or whatever it is, but there's always weeds and things that we have to manage. And so I want us to always be mindful that we will either sell or work from a place of love or fear at any given time. And so nothing stops weeds from growing in our garden, nor does it stop as long as there's water and sun, both will grow. Mm -hmm. So just because today the business feels good and you feel aligned and you can sell from this place of authenticity and ease. Tomorrow, when you start on that next edge move, you bet your bottom dollar that fear will emerge, that weed will start popping up. And this is where you start practicing of being, oh, oh, this is, this is a fear thing happening. Okay. Just calling it, increasing your self-care and just really managing it. So as you know, Holly, like business is, is filled with its ups and downs, its mountains and its its peaks and its valleys. Mm -hmm. And so it is a great way to live by owning your own business and don't be mired and worried or don't be mired that it's going to be all bliss and nothing else. No, it's, it's, there's still grit and grunt and pushing it through, but I'd rather be doing it in this work than over there in the corporate world. So yeah, that's basically I love that. The house analogy and the sort of edge offer, I feel like are very, so visual and I'm such a visual person that it's awesome to just sort of like pair those together. 
So thank you so much for sharing that. And before we wrap up, we like to sort of dive into your background a little bit. And so my first question is, what is your current morning routine? I get up, I meditate for 30 minutes. I do a little bit of Pilates and I say a prayer and then out to feed some chickens, water the greenhouse and do muck some stalls with my daughter. And that's pretty, and then come in and do breakfast and all that kind of routine. But usually that's sort of a little bit of self-care and animal and farm care first thing in the morning. So it gets me outside. So, yeah, yeah. I love that. What is one resource that you think has helped you the most on your journey so far? Having a coach since the day I became a coach. So back 2012, I've Mm. not, not had a coach. I've had coaches for various reasons in different parts of my business. I had a a writing coach. I have a a business coach. I've had a, I'm I'm looking now for my next coach on helping me. I'm, I'm just finishing up my second book called Transformational Selling. So that's coming out in the fall, but now I'm looking for a coach for marketing and promo of that book. I have a life coach. So coaching, definitely having someone to mm, help you think about what you're thinking and get that out Mm -hmm. has been the most powerful tools, AKA person by my side. (laughs) Yeah. I totally agree with that. And then last but not least, just for fun, what's your favorite vacation spot? Mm. So my family's from Croatia and so is my husband's and anywhere on the coast of Croatia is a beautiful place to be. Yeah. It looks beautiful. I, ironically, Gorgeous. my husband and I were just looking at it because we're actually going to Europe in the fall. And I was like, Oh, this is gorgeous. I never thought of going there, but mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's a very so. beautiful spot. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. There are so many nuggets of information that I think anyone can apply right away, which we love. Why don't you tell everyone what you have coming up, where they can find you and all the things. Awesome. So you can find me on, you can check me out on my website, sellfromlove.com. And if you're interested in finding out more on uh, whether you're selling from fear or from love, do sellfromlove.com forward slash test, and you'll get a report to help you guide you to sell from more from that place of love, especially as a business owner, making that transition is important. And you can check me out on LinkedIn or on Instagram and it's Finca underscore Yerkovic, J-E-R-K-O-V-I-C. And I'm looking forward to the fall launch of transformational selling. So check that out or pick up the book as well. Self from love. If you are interested in that work. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story as super motivating. I think whether you're in corporate or transitioning out, I think we all need to make our edge move now. So thank you so much. Thanks, Holly. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast. I honestly feel like this podcast is an extension of me and our community. And so I hope you come back and listen for more. If you're feeling inspired and ready to take action, there's actually some really amazing ways that you can stay connected with us. Number one, if you want to see this episode come to life with visuals and bonus behind the scenes, you can head over to our YouTube channel, which is at Holly Marie Haynes. We like to post some bonuses there. So I hope that you're excited to learn more about these topics. And then as always, you can leave a review. Your feedback helps this show grow and reach more amazing listeners just like you. We've made it really, really easy. You can simply go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash podcast and click the review button. You can also find custom playlists and more to just say thank you and 
offer you another amazing way to give you some support. And then last but not least, if you have questions about today's episode or a topic that you would love to have covered in the future, you can just go to hollymurrayhaines.com forward slash chat. And it's me behind the scenes answering all the questions. You can text me, send me a video, leave me a message. It's super cool. And like I said, I hope that this podcast is just an extension of our relationship together. So remember that you are capable of achieving incredible things. Keep up the amazing work and I can't wait to connect with you more. I am so grateful for you and the power of community that this podcast has created. It's just so amazing to be able to connect with all of you over the last couple of years because we've actually had this podcast for almost three full years now. And because of that, I wanted to just get to know you better. So I would love it if you would head over to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat and tell me what you think of this episode. You can text me, voice message me, send me a video, email me and ask me anything. I'm a real human. And yes, it's me on the other end answering the messages. So I would love to know, like, what did you like about this episode? What would you like to hear more about? Did something resonate with you? Or maybe inside this episode, I gave you a keyword to learn more. If I did, you can just pop this keyword into the chat. And this is a way for us to connect and chat more. So just go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat. And I can't wait to hear from you.